1: ny or text hope ny in new york
2: hey everybody welcome back to letterman row i am austin ward joined as always by jeremy birmingham and spencer holbrook this is a buyer's auto rapid reaction as ohio state has once again hit the pause button on all team related activities the woody hayes athletic center is going to be closed for the next week uh an uptick in positive cases uh again not out of the woods here Uh, going back to november uh i'm not sure that there was ever a uh, you know, they're like is a new case or what? I, I don't have the details on those exact testing numbers or how this has worked, but this is nothing uh, that's really new for Ohio State. But they've had to, they've reached an elevated point where they feel like they need to stop. They are still expecting to start spring camp on March nineteenth, uh, you know, ten days from now. Still expecting to have a spring game after that. But as this um, latest setback and pause, as Ohio State's calling it, is serves as a reminder: nothing, nothing about that is guaranteed. Berm so. Um, there's a lot to uh, go through here with just one decision but this is a little bit surprising because really not seeing this happen anywhere else in college football right now at least that I can I can remember at least not the power five level where everyone has been going through winter workouts and if they've had to take any steps they've certainly not completely paused everything
3: yeah and uh, you don't want to overreact because you know it is still 10 days away from the start of spring practice it's not like This little break has a huge impact down the road. You know, it could potentially, if it gets delayed and delayed some more, but I don't expect that to happen, and I don't think anyone else does either. I think, you know, we've been very vocal uh, in the past about the Big Ten and the decisions that uh, they've made and how they are handling uh, this as opposed to other conferences around the country. I don't think that this is a Big Ten issue. I think this is an Ohio State issue where they've just decided that they want to be very – Uh, uh, abundantly cautious despite the fact that the evidence suggests that most of these kids are, um, or all of these kids who've had COVID have been totally fine. And, uh, but you still can't just dismiss it. As you said, it is still around. It is still, we are still in a pandemic and you just hope that this delay, the seven day pause is just a seven day pause.
2: I just, it's, this one is interesting to me because it's, it's hard to really wrap your mind around what those seven days would accomplish at this point, you know, why why they picked that, what the goal is here. Um, you know, Ohio State in some ways has hurt itself by not revealing the number of positive tests all along, uh, as many others have do. And they, they, they get to make their own decisions. That's fine. That's been the case dating back to November and canceling the Illinois game and everything that transpired from there. And then the reason that I'm sort of in two minds, uh, this isn't really a black and white debate because it's hard to come out against safety. um, If Ohio state feels that's in the best interest of their football team and to keep them safe and to uh, prevent any more spread of positive COVID tests in the woody, it's hard to argue against that. At the same time, there has to be a little bit of recognition of the facts that you mentioned with players not being affected. Um, You know, I am not a doctor, so I will defer to that data. Um, You know, it's, and you see everyone else around the country, of the understanding that we have about how this works and why the SEC and ACC are bringing fans in for spring games and planning 100% capacity. Um, you can't let football decisions be your sole motivator. I get that. Those are the two parts here. But this is taking a toll on the development opportunities for the players. Uh, it's t- you know taking them right back to uh, the things that caused a lot of uh, – mental distress and uncertainty a year ago uh, and physically it's keeping them from doing things that they want to do and I just you know there is no maybe perfect solution here but this one certainly to me seems a little drastic. I don't Spencer I don't know how you fall on that.
4: I think the way I've been processing it for the last few minutes while You know, the news has been breaking is maybe they just have a few cases here and there and they've sprouted up. And so they want to just start spring practice with a with a clean slate and have nobody, nobody positive in the building, which I'm not really sure how realistic that is, given the nature of where we are right now. Like you said, it's not really a black and white issue. It's kind of hard to to really figure out how many different prongs they're attacking this thing with, with balancing the safety. And, you know, at one point they were balancing hard issues and they found out that that wasn't an issue. Now they're balancing, you know, what to do with, with guys who've been in close contact, if they're high risk, all of those factors like that. It, it's hard to to argue with safety, but at the same time, you know that even if these guys get it they're still probably safe. So it, it's know, just a weird, a weird situation to be in. Honestly,
3: the frustration is that a seven day pause isn't going to do anything to prevent further tests from coming back positive. If you're really interested in shutting this down and having, you know, no tests to start spring practice cleanly, then you take a 21 day pause and you go from there, you you lose nothing. Pushing back to the start of spring camp doesn't matter ultimately yeah, You know, so to me, it, it's not about the PCRs here for Ohio State. It's about the PR, and it always is.
2: Yeah, and that's – I mean, I think that's probably the frustration, and maybe it's not even, you know, fair to view it that way if, if Gene Smith let – me, let me bring up what exactly uh, Ohio State had to say about that this morning. Uh, Gene Smith's quote was, uh, our decisions on the welfare of our student athletes, staff members, and those coming to our campus – our determination as to when we'll reopen and resume activities will continue to be guided by our medical staff. This part I think is interesting. We have been successful, successful in, ho- in safely hosting nearly 100 athletic events on campus this year with limited disruption but this pandemic is not over. We will continue to stress the safety measures of wearing masks, consistent and thorough hand washing and physical distancing and we will remain vigilant in those areas. Well if you've had 100 athletic events on campus this year I'm not sure what the elevated risk is for small group workouts inside the Woody Hayes athletic center, which they're not, uh, they've not had the full crazy hundred person mat drills throughout this workout, which is again, I know that there are people inside the Woody Hayes athletic center that have been frustrated just that they've had to continue with the amount of daily testing, with the amount of social distancing that Ohio state has had because they're comparing it to some of their competitive peers in other leagues in the South where that doesn't exist. I don't, I don't uh, cover Clemson or Alabama, but there's certainly people that don't think that there's any testing going on there at all anymore. Now that the season is over, Um, you know, and that's, I think a frustration and there's that push and pull also seems to exist just within the football program compared to the athletic department. And, and one gets to make the final decision. You don't get to overrule that. And it's, again, I go back to, How are you really going to argue against somebody who's saying that they're doing this for your safety? I I don't know how you can win that argument. And that's you know, I I can't really believe we're coming up on that one year anniversary berm of our road trip and then that the spring game getting shut down and everything happening all at once when we were the way back. I I'm really I can't believe that this is the conversation
3: we're still having. Three hundred and sixty-seven days ago, uh we were in the car on the way back from North Carolina when everything shut down and to, to think that we're still having this conversation now is ludicrous. Um, and I, I think that there are huge philosophical uh, conversations about what, what you can feel when someone says they're doing something for your safety. Uh, it doesn't necessarily yeah. shouldn't, al- it shouldn't always necessarily be someone else's choice to do something for your safety, but that's certainly not what we're talking about here. The, the point is, what you brought up there with the other schools in the south it seems very likely to me that they're not doing daily testing in in alabama and georgia and clemson and lsu i mean it it seems very very likely that that's not the case um and again seven days i don't think they're hold
2: on burma i don't think they ever were in the first place i think the sec uh correct me if spencer might know they were doing three days a week right Three days a week yeah i don't think they were ever doing it to the extent that. That the Big Ten and Ohio State were
3: the fact that Ohio so, State's
4: still doing it daily is is insane. They the SEC did three times a week and not a single Alabama player missed a game the entire season. That is that is some. Grade I, don't a believe, hand- I, I don't believe that is correct. I'm gonna. <laughs> but I'm gonna no, that. but yeah, yeah, no, you know what I mean. That's some great hand washing. But yeah, it just like <laughs> the the, di- <laughs> the philosophical differences, like Berm said, in the way that that different schools are handling this has has never been uh, fair to anyone. It's never been. Uh, uniform because that's just not how the NCAA operates and being uniform is a foreign concept to them. And so I, you knew this was going to happen this spring. You knew there were going to be schools who were still going to be taking things seriously and still, and you know, whether Ohio state taking things seriously and if the schools are taking things seriously by not testing at all down South, like you, you knew this, was, there was going to be a difference in opinion on how to handle this thing this spring and even into the fall with hundred percent capacity, some places, 50% some places, I'm sure there's still places, out West in those, those areas that may have 20% capacity this fall. So everything is never, nothing is ever going to be uniform in this, in this sport. And that's just the way it is.
2: Spencer, you and I were, we actually just talking about some of this yesterday uh, as we got ready for this week and the questions popping up about spring game attendance and how many people might be in the horseshoe now that, uh, you know, governor DeWine has changed the restrictions and the blue jackets have fans and Cavs and everyone else around Ohio starting to bring them in and raising the bar for outdoor. Like,
3: I didn't think that was ever going to directly impact Ohio State's plans. Yeah, let me spoiler alert that for you. Ohio State is not going to have fans at the spring game. Like, let, let me play spoiler here. Sorry, that that's just not going to happen. The Big Ten is not going to allow its teams to, to do that, period.
2: Again, I don't – Burm, I don't think that it's a Big Ten issue at this point. Uh, I don't know that they're going to issue guidance about what you can and can't do for spring attendance. Maybe they will. Maybe I'm reading that incorrectly, but, you know, this isn't uh, $5 million per school for a game during the season and doing everything to make sure that that happens. I, I think spring is a different animal and that the Big Ten is was going to be hands-off on that. I think it's Ohio State's complication is wanting to do this for safety purposes, um, or as you said, potentially even uh, positive PR for the program, which you know, may or may not work in their favor, but then trying to figure out how to sell tickets on a short notice for them, where you're going to sell them to, how much you're going to sell them. I I think that they have so many other headaches on their plate that they weren't going to turn around and try and schedule an event for for the public on short notice. But this is now another reminder beyond that of how hesitant Ohio State would be from, from that perspective. And, you know, it's another reminder that no matter what, Clemson or Alabama or other schools might be talking about for attendance to think that Ohio state, I know for a fact, Ohio state is not planning on more than 50% as of right now. And uh, you know, I don't, I think that that doesn't have anything to do with a big 10 guideline. We'll we'll have to see. And and if I'm reading that correctly, but I think in a lot of these cases right now, the schools are allowed to do what they feel most comfortable with. And for whatever reason, this is what Ohio state feels is best.
3: It's, yeah, it's hard I, mean, to... <laughs> I, I could probably have a lot more opinions on this. I, I'm going to not do that because I think that it's important that we stay measured. Um, but I will say, if you spend all night getting drunk, you shouldn't complain about the headaches the next morning. Okay. Like it's your fault. You have the headaches and uh, you, you could have alleviated the, the headache by just not getting so drunk the night before, you know,
2: When you start bringing out those metaphors, I know that that it's time to wrap up a rapid reaction brought to you by buyer's auto before we start wading into more territory that we're not truly experts in, even though all of us have had a year to study up and form some opinions about what's happening here. We certainly have ours. And uh, the only ones that really matter right now are the, those of Gene Smith and Dr. Jim Vortress who have paused Ohio state's team activities for the next seven days. He's berm. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. This has been, Rapid Reaction brought to you by Buyers Auto. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes all year at LettermanRow.com.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first